Hello and welcome to Music Rewind, a podcast where we look to tell the stories behind our favorite albums. I'm your host, Steve Epley, and in each episode, we invite a guest on to tell us about their favorite music album, how they discovered it, and what makes it special to them. Joining me today are members of the band Black Note Graffiti. We have Chris, Gabby, and Ricardo, who have three albums out there so far. Volume 3 released in 2020. Next album, possibly next year. I'm not sure. Hopefully they'll let us know. Welcome, guys. And uh, well, we'll go around. Uh, introduce yourselves. Uh, Gabby? Uh, yes, I'm Gabby. <laughs> I, um, I'm singer and I play keyboard. Chris? I uh, play guitar and do some kind of, I try to sing. <laughs> <laughs> and some screaming. But yeah. Ricardo? Yes, Ricardo here. Uh, uh, first chair guitar, second scream, uh, or second string screamer over here. Yeah. <laughs> I just ring. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. Full band. There's lots to talk about. There's two albums that y'all brought to the table today. Uh, who would like to go first with those albums? Chris, you should start this. You are kind of like the founding member. Well, what were the albums that we sent you, Steve? Uh, so it, the album you sent, Chris, I think was Deftones, Diamond Eyes. Ah. And then the other one was uh, Refuse, The Shape of Punk to Come. I think Gabby sent um, the Deftones. Okay. And Ricardo, you sent the other album. So I'll let you guys take the floor on this. Well, they're not it. Oh. Okay. Well, I'll start then, since... Uh, thank you, so, Ricardo. Thank you. In the mood too. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Shape of Punk to Come, that was definitely the album that like changed how I listened to music. Um, it was like such a complete album from start to finish uh, with transitions and things that I've never heard before. You know, usually... You know, growing up in the 90s, I was definitely a singles kid and listening to, like, you know, what was on the radio. And at the time, it was, like, 98.7 wheels, you know, in Detroit, uh, really informing my opinion. And uh, But that really changed, like, what music was on so many levels, you know, spiritually, emotionally, physically. It just, like, really just blew the, my doors of perception open. How did you discover that album? You know, it was a single, um, it was, you know, I have a drummer friend of mine, Mark Clauser. He, he and I grew up together and like we influenced each other's music and, uh, he came to me with, it was, um, Liberation Frequency was, uh, the, the first refuse song and. You know, we drive around and just like listen to music and that was. You know, he put it on. It was like that and Fugazi that he turned me on to that really just kind of shaped, you know, my my landscape of music and, like, where I wanted to take music personally. Um, but, like, yeah, it was just like, you know, as you're growing up and teenagers, you know, like just, uh, you know, we knew each other since the fifth grade, and so we just always swapped music, and that was one of the things that just, like, sent me on a total different trajectory. You know, you never know when you hear it what it's going to, uh, how it's going to affect you. So it was it was nice that like 
having that close connection with a friend, but also something that shaped my music for years to come. Uh, definitely. And, and this was an album that I had never listened to before. And I had no idea what to expect when I jumped to it. I had heard of the band Refused, knew nothing of them. Uh, and the title, The Shape of Punk to Come, it was not what I was expecting regarding punk music <laughs> at all. Yeah. And it, it was pretty pretty fascinating to, to listen to it and then to read about it and just kind of get an insight on it. it it's because punk, they were, it's, I guess, kind of more the message than it, that to them, punk is more the message and the feel not necessarily the, the the music that you're used to. When I think punk, I'm thinking the 80s and sure. uh, you know yeah. the, the Ramones, the Clash, the, the, the traditional you know, Sex Pistols. There you yeah. go. Minor threat. So, so this was a complete left turn for me. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. It, it was a definitely an interesting album. I found out the band broke up a few months after its release, which is wild. Yeah, but then they ended up getting back together and, you know, releasing, you know, diminishing returns from that but that was a seminal album that really shaped a lot of other bands i mean it's funny that like what was it uh um who did butterfly they covered this the uh the shape crazy town yeah crazy town did a cover a live cover of refuse and it's like that's a shitty band i will i will say that but like <laughs> you know that's don't, emblematic yeah, don't, don't google like, that lead singer's name you, the don't, reach yeah don't do it. Oh, it's yeah. all well, downhill. Say it three times in a mirror, he'll appear behind you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like one of those albums that, yeah, I mean, there's no more punk thing than to subvert your expectations of what punk is to be. And like they took, you know, the name Shape of Punk to Come from like a jazz album. I think it was Mingus uh, from the 60s, The Shape of Jazz to Come. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the seminal album also that just like changed how jazz was viewed, you know, and it, it was just, it was ambitious for sure, but it was also something that to strive for, you know, then that's what, you know, we want to do as a band is strive to be ambitious, you know, and not just, and subvert expectations at the same time. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the transitions on this album, they, and then the, the jazz to come, there's some really wild transitions here that, that bring in opera that bring in, uh, Carnegie Hall jazz sessions and, right. and it's it's really kind of neat to listen to. It can be a turnoff to some people, but when they oh definitely if you give it multiple tries, there's there is a lot in there that uh, will appeal to you. And this is I'm speaking to who's ever listening to this. Give this one a shot, but it's definitely a, a, a swing for the fences. Definitely, definitely, and that's what you know. Like once again, you know, I listed that album is because that was something that we strive for as a band, you know, is the more that you listen to our music, the more you're able to kind of, you know, peel apart the layers, you know, and, and, and see what it is that we're going for. And it's not always as surface as it seems. Absolutely. And I say, I can hear this influence in yours. Absolutely. Yeah. That's high praise. Do you guys, uh, Gabby, Chris, you got comments on, on this album? Are you familiar with it from front to back? Not as much as me, I could say that. Yeah, I am definitely not familiar with it from the back. I'm I'm not really familiar with like punk in in general, but anytime like Ricardo like brings us to the table, I can tell like this is like his influence. <laughs> nice, super cool. I, I love that we all have different influences in this band and all just blends together so awesomely. Oh, that's yeah. great. That's great. I, I do got to ask Ricardo though. Um, 
what is your take on track 11? It's an eight minute epic. Transhauser, uh, it's Swedish or something, right? Or yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I don't know. They're Swedish. Yeah. It's is that what it is? It's it's completely. It's one. Of, it's probably my favorite track on the album. <laughs> is that the one that starts with the violins? Yes. Yeah. It's It's got this symphonic and operatic intro, and then uh, it, it's all. It's like I looked it up. It's from some ballet. Mm. <laughs> and then, but I mean, it's all. All the other songs are. Are, are are great, but they're you know usual you know two three four minutes with sure. a lot of a lot of interesting stuff in there, and then there's this eight minute epic sitting in there. Yeah, it just kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and, and and the album ends with like kind of a laid back like back porch like acoustic track about how the Apollo uh, program was a hoax. That's the name. Of that, <laughs> you know, the name yeah, that's of that the name track. of the track. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Like you said, you know, if you give it the time, like this this album in particular, really, it takes, you know, it's got early electro as well, you know, and it's just like it has, it just pulls from all these different influences and like, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's cool that like, you know, we're not the only band to do that, obviously, you know, like Chris is like a big reggae guy, you know, and Abby's definitely, or I'm sorry, Gabby is the uh, metalhead of the band. And like, you know, I'm the punk kid in the band and like we all just kind of come in and mesh with our different influences. And, and, and like that's that's what influenced, you know, me for with Refuse. They just all come in with these different, you know, jazz, electro, you know, metal, punk, all these different influences and just kind of meld it into their own sound. And like, yeah, that's something to strive for, something that, you know, we're trying to do ourselves. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, what are your takeaway tracks for that album? If you had to pick a couple. Oh man, um, Summer Holidays versus Punk Routine is definitely... Uh, I I mean, one of my my tattoos is I'd rather be forgotten than remember forgiving it. So like, that is... I, I wish I could show you my notes. I have that exact lyric highlighted. It's, you know, it's one of those things that just, you know, as a, as a, you know, angry punk kid, you know, in his teens listening to this, you know, coming out from a very just like suburban, like, you know, white, whitewash sort of atmosphere. It just like really spoke to me about like just the importance of individuality and like that just kind of stuck with me throughout my entire life. And so like that definitely was like. A sort of teenage anthem that carried with me throughout kind of my years right yeah nice all right well we can uh move on to to gabby's album what's yours uh go ahead and say the title there gabby diamond eyes by death tone <laughs> Yeah, it's a su- super cool r- record. I-, I I chose this one because, honestly, it is one record that recently, I guess in the past few months, like six months, I've listened to more than any other record because um, just for a lot of reasons, Deftones in general, like Chino, he's amazing. Um, 
vocally, he's definitely like one of my biggest inspirations. He'll he'll go places where you won't expect like the melody line to to lay over the music, and it's just so cool. It's like I feel like him vocally is like when he's singing and writing melodies, it's, it feels like he's like overseeing the music and kind of like writing something that goes just above it, like um, harmonically, which is super cool. So this album in particular is really cool because it came out in 2008, which is crazy because it sounds like it came out like yesterday. Like it's so fat, like it's so good. I think they use- Timeless. Yeah, I think they use, I think they use seven, eight and nine string guitars on this record. Like they, they, they use some fat sounds, so. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's it's an album where you can listen to every single song, either in order or however you choose. And it's just beautiful. Every song is just absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, that's 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 that. And it's cool because De- Deftones, on this record too, like um, I think a song, you, you've seen The the, the Butcher, They um, it gets kind of bluesy. I feel like sometimes Deftones does get bluesy and I'm not really a blues fan, but when Deftones does it, it's like, okay, this this is actually hip. <laughs> the deftones uh were a band i was i was real big into uh early 2000s so the white pony album was 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 huge uh but i didn't really follow them after that life kind of took over and like i just didn't really know because i think this was their fifth or sixth studio album mm-hmm. and i'm not sure where white pony fell into that but listening to this album straight through was just like revisiting an old friend I mean, the like you said with his vocals, he's he's amazing, and I I do love the uh, uh, the arrangements throughout the entire album. It's really a, a solid listen. It's, every track is well placed on that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and apparently it was their first album after their bassist uh, got in a car wreck and they had a new bassist. So yeah, I, I know that. I think. Was his Chi or I think his name was Chi. He I think he passed away in like 2013 or. Yeah, he was he was in a coma when this yeah. album was being made, which uh, uh, it's it's wild. So a lot of these lyrics were from the lead singer, you know, channeling what yeah. he was feeling into into a lot of these. I mean, like Diamond Eyes is all about the car wreck and the shattering of a windshield sort of thing. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't look too that deeply into it. Really, that's wow. <laughs> Now, and, you know, see, I also, you know, kind of fell off with Deftones um, around the same time, you know, after White Pony. Um, and this was, like, just a refreshing uh, listen. Like, uh, Deftones, one of the first earliest memories was going to Warp Tour. I think it was 96. And seeing Deftones play live. And this was uh, around the Fur era, Deftones. Mm-hmm. And just, like, never hearing, hearing them before. And just being completely blown away. Because I think we were waiting for a Rancid or something was also playing on the same stage. And so, like, yeah, they played before and we're just, like, blown away. And then, you know, I remember seeing Chi, like, with the, you know, this big dude, Asian dude with dreads. And him and, at the time, uh, Chino also had dreads. And they're just, like, headbanging and going crazy. And it was just, like, yeah, one of those seminal moments of in, in my youth of just, like, uh, who is this man? What I, you know, I gotta find out everything about this man. And so, yeah, listening to Diamond Eyes was a nice, you know, revisit to those those early moments of being excited about Deftones again. It, it's nice to hear hard music that is is poetic in its lyrics as well. It's it's not just I don't know, there's there are a lot of other bands out there that it can be just a lot of nonsense. These sound these words sound good when you scream them together. This this album is quite a lot of poetry when you look at deep into the lyrics. And I like that. 
I saw Deftones off the, uh, I think it was Ozfest off the White Pony tour. And it was pretty sweet because, well, they got their, all their stuff was got stolen in Detroit. Oh, their, 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 oh, their got right? stolen. <laughs> Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and it was, the, the show was awesome because all the instruments and everything was white, like white pony. So backdrop white amps, white guitars, white for that album. That was sweet. So when you said white pony, that was, that was pretty cool. I, I saw that in Detroit at Pine Knob. That was awesome. I caught them in, I want to say 2002. I was, I was either on leave from the army or recently out of the army. So it might've been 0304. Um, but I, I was like home within 24 hours. My friends like, we're going to Chicago and they didn't tell me where, and it was uh Deftones with Incubus opening for them. Uh, I caught that tour as well. Yeah, it was a fantastic show. Both both acts. Uh, I, I hadn't heard of Incubus at that point, so it was right around their second album. So that would that whatever that it wasn't science. It was um, stellar and pardon me that that era. Um, yeah. But so that 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 both bands blew me away, and I, I you know listened to them quite a bit after that. But yeah, they just kind of trailed off after that because life got involved. Yeah, I didn't know like Incubus was a, a jam band at that point. <laughs> well, they kind of are, I guess. They, I I guess they kind of are. Are they considered a jam band? Uh, well, if you if you look at listen to their first album, Science, it sounds nothing like the rest of their career. It's it's more. I don't. I don't. I don't um, you, you know the band Snot from way back. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it's more similar to that than. Uh, or or even like the Chili Peppers. Uh, and then once their second album came out, they got a lot more mainstream and their sound definitely changed, you know, evolved over time. Yeah, it was like it, like singing hard rock, but with like a turntable too, you know. So it was pretty cool. It was a, that band was cool. Yo, Gabs, I totally cut you off. What were you going to say? <laughs> You're good. I... I... This, this audio when you're virtual, it's like everyone's talking at the same time. <laughs> um, I was oh, I was gonna say uh, I saw Deftones uh, last year um, when they were on their little tour thing, and I think they were at um, I think they, was it Pine Knob? It was bef- when they before they changed the name back again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were really good. That, that was my first time seeing the Deftones because I, you know, they've been around for so long. <laughs> And it's it's great to hear a band around for twenty years plus. Yeah, I so, know it's yeah. they're, they're totally timeless. That's why this record, like two thousand eight, it literally sounds like it came out yesterday. It's so good. It, it it's better than the stuff that comes out now, really. What are? Well, let me ask you: this. How do you listen to it? I mean, you mentioned that it's good all the way through, but do you skip around at all? Absolutely not. Through? This no? actually, um, in the winter this year, it used to be like my gym record. So I would like get like run to this it's, it's perfect with the way it starts and how you kind of it's good for yeah i could see that <laughs> yeah. so yeah it, this, this record I, I listened to all the way completely through and um yeah it's cool top to bottom and what would be your takeaway tracks from this oh man um definitely you've seen the butcher i've mentioned that one it's it's bluesy but it's like it's so hip I 
and uh, Prince and uh, Rocket Skates. Um, it's all so good. It's so hard to pick one. It's, <laughs> but yeah. So my, my three were, you've seen The Butcher, mm-hmm. uh, Beauty School, oh. and Sex Tape. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, it's also good because it's like, it's like no, no two songs are exactly the same. Everything has its like, uh, its mood and it flows so well from top to bottom. So yeah, it's record slaps. Yeah, yeah, I'd recommend this one to, to, to anyone that wants to get back into them. If they've fallen off like I have, this was a great album. Mm-hmm. Great listen. Chris, I don't have an album specifically for you, but what, what album is special to you? That's a good question. I, I I missed the memo on the album, so <laughs> I, I guess I would say um, what I've been listening listening to is the cult Love. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with the cult? I am familiar with them, but I am not deeply you know knowledgeable of their catalog. So yeah, so that's going to be tough to get into, but. Well, my, my next question to, to the group is, is going to be, what's on your short list? As in, if, if there was not a single album to, to bring to the table, what, what, would have, what could have made the list? Or I'm sorry, what could have been brought to the table? Uh, you know, your you know, top three, top five. It's, it's usually one that uh, stumps a lot of people when you put them on the spot. That's a tough question, but for me... An album that I would have brought to the table. Um, this is guitar player's name is Kurt Rosenwinkel, and he released uh, Frederick Ch- Ch- Chopin's um, record. He did it in like a jazz trio form, and it's so oh. cool. The production on that record is like the best jazz quality sounding I've ever like heard because it's just so clear. Like the the rides are just like very surroundy sounding. I can't describe it, but it's it's such a great record because it makes you listen to Chopin's music like way differently. So that's, that's one that right I up my alley. I'm gonna have to search for that one. Yeah, Kurt R- Rosenwinkel. All right, the baby. Any other? Yeah, any, any others on your short list, Gabby? <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I really like Machine Drum. He's uh, like Uh-oh. an electronic artist. Um, he released this like single um it's like a cover of some other band but it's called a exit it's from um it's like exit machine drum remix and it's uh, from this band called mouthwater and he redid it and that song's so cool because if you don't listen carefully you'll think you're hearing different time signature than what's actually happening it's like polyrhythmic so you think it's one thing but it's really something else so it's a that's a that's a really cool one all right yeah cool Okay, I just pulled out some records. This is my what you got. This is my current uh, Willie Nelson. It's Willie Country Nelson. Man. It took him ten years to to record it, and it's called Country Man. But it's a reggae record that he did. And Don was Don was if you know who Don was is who is the president of Blue Note Records okay. now, and also the DJ for. Uh, the Detroit uh, radio station, whatever it is, W, whatever. I don't, I don't know what it is, but anyway, 
Don was, was not was, if you know that. I mean, he's he's pretty known. He produced the record, and there is one song on here that um, he did with uh, uh, Toots, who basically invented reggae, who died from COVID a few years ago. And uh, so I've been listening to this. When did that come out? Uh, this is... Let's see. It's pretty new. I like the flower on the front. Yeah. There <laughs> <laughs> you do. Yeah. It's Ten flower, years right? to record it. It's all like guest Beautiful artists, flower. and it's it's an awesome record. But it's like 2020 or something. Okay. But uh, so yeah, that's this is pretty cool. It's not really known, but it's a great record. It's like happy. You so know. Willie Nelson, Country Man, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's a Willie Nelson reggae album. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check that out. That, that, yeah, that sounds very the, intriguing to me. The song that he did with Toots is the hit on the record. And Toots is a guy who is from, who basically was before Bob Marley. I mean, he was like, Bob Marley looked up to him. I mean, he had hits in the, you know, six early 60s. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris, what would be on your short list then? Any any others that uh, any other albums that are special to you? Uh, this one's pretty cool too. I think I was telling Ricardo about this one. What is that one? David Bowie, and it has uh, this is like his take on Nine Inch Nails. We were talking about this. Um, I'm afraid of Americans was the single you guys remember that yeah. song yeah yep. i remember that that's on this album nice which album is that what's it called okay this album is called earthling earthling okay our buddies in uh long do a good cover of that yeah this is super rare to find on vinyl i mean it took me like five years to find this i listened to the album i just the, the album cover art didn't didn't uh spark my memory on that one yeah there's great songs on this this is awesome so that's my other album I'll throw out there. That's my two cents. Yeah. <laughs> Bowie's been on several short lists and but no one's brought an album as their album to the table yet. That's 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 probably gonna be in the future. Definitely worth oh. checking out. What about you, Ricardo? What's what would be on your short list? Oh man. Um right now. Oof. Um Soul Glow. Is a is a cool new band. They kind of really just blend the the lines of hip hop and like punk music, um, and Zulu also. Um, they really just use a lot of cool um, samples and stuff, and mix that with like hardcore and punk and and and, and uh, like thrash, um, which I really like. Um, also, a big fan of Pile, um, Green and Gold. Um, I think it was their last record. Um, they're just really kind of just like earnest, angular, kind of post-hardcore sort of music. Um, yeah, uh, really, really big fan of those, those folks. All right, cool, yeah. Yeah. I don't know any of those. <laughs> Thank you, Spotify, for turning it on, uh, turning me on to... to yeah, Zulu sounds familiar. I think I've heard of them. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, this this conversation is giving me some homework. I gotta 
Yeah, check it out. Check it out. I'm going to be taking some some notes away from this one. It's one of those things like Refuse where if you stick with it, you know, the more you stick with it, the more you kind of, you know, pull out of it. And uh, But there's also kind of a sort of 70s vibe to it, um, kind of a Parliament Funkadelic sort oh, of. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, sort of funkiness to it. That's uh, that's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Cool, yeah. So, so tell me about Black Note Graffiti. Tell me about uh, what, what you guys are up to right now, and, and what you're, you know, tell our listeners what you what you sound like. All right, well, I'll jump in on this. <laughs> <laughs> this Nobody, yeah, no, whoa, 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 you know, I'll jump in on this. Don't everyone volunteer one. Um, Thank you, Ricardo. <laughs> so yeah, we're like a melodic metal band. Um, you know, we try and t- bring in, like I said earlier, all the influences that we have from the band outside of this to try and create something unique and something, you know, that is both challenging to us, but also, you know, um, very catchy and something that appeals to the ear. And so right now we're, you know, playing Ascota Fest next weekend. Um, and uh, what is that? The, uh, what's the date? The September yeah. 9th. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a good time. Us go to Michigan, um, outdoor festival, uh, tickets still available. And, um, yeah, we're, we're playing second to last. So we're, um, this is a big opportunity for us. Usually play earlier in the, in the day. Um, and then after that we're recording in Midland, Michigan. Chris, uh, you should take over on that. Ping bong. Yeah, we're set to record with a uh, producer. His name is Josh Schroeder, and he's he's pretty known. He's done a lot of metal records, really, a lot of heavier records. But it, you can check him out, look him up. But uh, it was kind of cool how we kind of found him. Me and me and Gabby were like. Do you know who this guy is? Oh, yeah, he's awesome. Wow, that's crazy that we both know who he is. And we were listening to two different bands from the same producer, and he's from Michigan. So we contacted him, and uh, we scheduled to meet with him and and record with him. God, it's been, I don't know, 10 or 11 months ago. So we've been working on a new record and writing it, and uh, we're going to start recording that on the 11th so as far as songwriting uh who, who does the primary songwriting for you guys well mostly uh ricardo and gabby have been really taking the lead on on a, a lot of the songs here and then um for this recording and uh from there um kind of myself and my brother Kurt is the drummer and the bass player. And then we'll write the rhythm section on the songs ideas, and then uh, Ricardo and Gabby kind of do the most of the lyrics and all that. So it's kind of like the painting. So it's a, it's a whole group collaboration process. Then that's cool. It is, yeah. But in in overall, yes. But the initial most of the initial songwriting is is has been and. Thankfully, the great songs that these guys have brought to us because 
we were on a deadline to write this album. You sound nervous, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) But these these two have brought some really awesome ideas for us to to work on and and record um, coming up. Yeah, Gabby and I are compulsive with our songwriting, um, and we just we we can't stop. You know, we just or it's one of those things where it's like you know you know, walking or breathing, it's just like, you know, something is leads to something else and then all of a sudden a song is created. Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> That's cool. I've had several songwriters on the show and, and everyone has their own different process. So it's it's uh interesting to to hear what but those were all solo artists as well. So it's interesting to hear a a, a band's perspective and the the collaboration effort on that's involved. It's not easy, yeah. you know, it's not easy. Like you know, there's a lot of ego that needs to be checked at the door sort of thing when you're collaborating with other people because it's hard to, you know, accept criticism or accept a different idea than how you initially, you know, thought of it. You know, so, like, it's very vulnerable when you're like, here's my song idea. You know, you're, like, <laughs> letting that out and, like, trusting the other people that, like, when they take it, you know, they're going to take it in a direction that, that you hope that it's going. So we have that within our band, luckily. You know, and it, 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 if you don't, then it, it really just makes the songwriting process a lot more difficult. But, you know, we have that mutual trust of like, OK, this is kind of my baby, but I'm going to I'm going to let you kind of play with it and just kind of shape it and and parent it. And and yeah, with a lot of controls being let out at that point. But I think there's a lot of trust within each other to like form it into something that is palatable and something possibly that we've never thought of a direction that we never thought of. Yeah. I can, I can imagine. Yeah. That's uh, you know, there's, there's, there's gotta be a, a lot of trust in there, you know, to be able to accept that constructive criticism sometimes. Yeah. And it, sometimes yeah. it takes a while to come around to the idea, but ultimately, you know, it's for the better of the song, the band, you know, and you as a person. Do you ever like write a song, but it's, it's uh it's a good song and it's a good idea, good, good effort, but it doesn't fit with the rest of what you're doing as far as a theme or what the rest of the group is going towards. Like maybe put it on the shelf for a while. Yeah. I, I, I feel like, I mean, cause I first joined the band like five years ago. I feel like from, at least for me, I struggled with that. Like trying to say, like writing something be like, Oh, that doesn't sound like black note though. Oh, that doesn't sound like black note though. I don't know. And I'll like either not show anybody, <laughs> but then one day I'll like randomly play it and Rick will be like, or Chris will be like, oh, that was cool. What's that? I'm like, oh, none, but it's not for us though. Just like, what yeah, so on? like so those are all mad at her. Like, yeah, well, you're all on this whole time. Who is this? Yeah, <laughs> what are you so, doing? yeah so it's like you kind of, I mean, it's, it's cool because you know, m- music is music, and the fact that like we all have our own inspirations when you bring something to the table, we're all going to put our hands on it. It's going to be molded to be black note, no matter what. So whether you think it is or not, it's, it's going to end up being that way at the end of the day. So. Right on. And the biggest strength I think of any musician is being able to adapt. And like, if you feel, I think as a band, we're growing and growing, you know, we can, we're not ACDC. We just can't, you know, keep putting out the same record each and every day. And we don't want to, you know, we want to, we want to push ourselves as musicians. And so like, if we're able to, you know, we're going to continue to push that, that move that line further and further and expand what we think music is and like try and continue to like make it fresh and interesting, not only for, you know, the people listening, but for ourselves as well. What's, uh, what's been some, some highlights, uh, that of your careers with black note that, 
you know, because I saw that you guys have been featured on like MTV and Spike and other channels and then Sirius XM. Like what's, what's, what's been some cool moments that, like, Hey, that's our song. Hmm. Uh, that's a lot. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a good answer yeah, as well. Yeah, so many, many cool I don't know. Whenever I think of like my coolest moments with, with this band, it's always like, stuff that's outside of even doing music like when we're like hanging out like at festivals or whatever we're doing like it's always off the stage where like i'm always like yes like this this is great <laughs> which sounds funny but it's like you know i don't know it's just like we all get get along so well and it's just it's, it's cool to just hang out with everybody you know when, when we are doing our thing or a, a, after a show when we're all like got that high like yeah we did so good you know everything's just just really cool so those are usually my types of highlights i don't know that was a long answer to get you nowhere. So. <laughs> um, for me, it, it was South by, you know, South by Southwest. We, it was uh, this one particular show. Uh, I know you two probably already know where I'm going with this, but we played the Dizzy Rooster on the Dirty Six, which uh, if you don't know, the Dirty Six is 6th Street in Austin downtown. And that's just like a bunch of bars um, where during South by Southwest, um, there's a bunch of different bands that are playing in all these bars, you know, on the Dirty Six. And, like, it's, like, spans, like, I think, like, four or five blocks. And, uh, you know, it's just a cacophony of sound. You, like, walk, you know, one near one bar and it's, like, hip-hop. And then the next bar is country. And then the next bar is rock. Right. And we, you know, we are playing the show. And they're running behind, which wasn't our fault. Uh, but they try to cut us off early. And um, they only knew how to cut the microphones off. And so, like, during the middle of the set, like, I'm, like, instead of using the microphone, once it gets cut off, I jump into the audience and start, you know, playing and screaming at the people, <laughs> those poor people in the audience, uh, our lyrics at that time. And then, the, uh, you know, the other bandmates are, you know, running out and, like, yelling at the sound guy. And, like, it was just, like, this crazy, yeah, this, like, for me, it was, like, my punk rock moment. Yeah, and, like, just, like, uh, that's great. Just screaming. These two guys in the front were just like going wild, and I'm like, I'm playing for these guys. And then, like, you know, we had this one, this gig, and then immediately after, we have to move our shit all the way through like the busy streets of you know downtown Austin and play another show that's like, you know, halfway down. And it's this place called the Torch Bar, and they were known for like doing like fireball shots, you know. And, you know, the bartender would drink, you know, some grain alcohol and then light a match and just blow out a giant fireball. Yeah. And so we were playing where the stage was set up immediately, like in front, like where the glass was at right on the street. And um, yeah, we went from that position and getting, setting up and playing there. And then it was just like completely just like everybody was into it. Everyone was just uh, uh, the perfect amount of drunk. And, like, Chris had this big, giant Guinness uh, top hat on and playing, and people were cheering, and, you know, there was a line outside to try and get in the bar and watch us, and, like, yeah, it was just, like, this one of these moments was just seemed so surreal, it's like, why you play music, and it's just, like, people are so into it and feeding off it, and we have, like, 10 feet, 10 square feet uh, to fit all five of our uh, of us you know and our equipment and our amps and the drums and everything else and so we're cramped into this corner just like not being able to move but still play and just like playing our music and we're like surprisingly on because we just played a show and like everybody's taking it and it was just like yeah that that was the moment that was just like this is why i am a musician this is what i live for and like 
yeah, it was it was something that forever I will just be so appreciative for. That's awesome. Yeah. What uh, what do you guys prefer? Like like solo shows or or like festivals? Like what do you or what do you usually do? We've been doing a lot of festivals over the the summer, but we we do a lot of shows too during like the fall, winter, spring. But over the summer, we we hit up more f- festival. I guess that's like festival season. Me, but personally, I, I prefer festivals because. I don't know. They're just more fun. <laughs> they're less awkward because there's just more music going on. And everybody's everybody's just in the same vibe. So yeah, festivals are are better. I've actually heard that from several musicians uh, that just the the backstage atmosphere, um, the the great collaborations you see on stage at a festival. There's like you know times ten backstage. Yeah. And just little impromptu jam sessions and stuff that you know little you know peasants like me in the crowd don't get to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it's cool you get to meet a lot of different bands and see a lot of different bands too and be like oh it'd be cool to play a show with them oh how, how are you guys doing this and just you know networking and talking to people it's really cool oh i bet yeah that's, that'd be neat yeah and see where they're at you know in regards to the you know where their musical career is going their trajectory you know and hopefully you know sometimes those those things align and then you find yourself playing a show in a different state that you've never been in before playing playing music. So it's pretty cool. So the uh, the next album, is that going to be volume four? Or, or are you guys uh, going to go a different title route this time? Who knows? That's a, that's a topic of hot debate. That's an excellent question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't know yet, yeah. but it's going to be good. Well, well your, your volume three, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the Rise and Fall. Nice. Loved it. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, it's uh, it's out there on the streamers. Give give Black Note Graffiti some some love there, and uh, definitely uh, an excellent listen. It, was that inte- was that intended to be two separate things, like the rise and the fall? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, I think we recorded the the two sessions separately, didn't we? I'm not sure. I, I think we did. Maybe. All, all, all I know is that it's 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 sort of kind of like a, a concept. I mean, fall all, all the songs on fall deal with like a falling of some kind, whether it's like society or yourself or whatever. And all the songs that rise are kind of like a, a empowerment of something. Right. I, I got a rebellion vibe from it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I said earlier, you know, the punk themes were there. Absolutely. Yes. Then I've done my job. <laughs> uh so next I, I don't know when this episode is going to come out but between now and the end of 2023 do you guys know like where you're headed that people can see you chris that's you you mean live or yeah like yeah yeah uh, live i know you guys are on the on the road quite a bit yeah we're um like th- these guys were saying we're playing oscoda rock fest uh next saturday the uh september 9th and then um, we're opening for the band of Virtue, which is a pretty known band in Michigan, who's on tour in Germany right now, at uh, the sanctu- at Sanctuary mm-hmm. in on October sixth. And then we're playing October twentieth at the Vault in Saginaw, Michigan which is a cool venue and they're, they're really pushing that venue. It's they're starting to get a bunch of nationals in there. So that's cool to see great people. And then, um, yeah, we opened up for a jackhole there. We did. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. If you guys make it down to Atlanta, let me know. 
Yeah. Uh, I'll take some Absolutely. backstage passes. <laughs> Absolutely. And then I think we have one other show. The Crowfoot. Yeah, Crowfoot. Crowfoot. Yeah, November 17th in um, Pontiac, Michigan. Cool. A bunch of Michigan stuff coming up. Yep. Uh, I hope to have it out by then. Uh, any any final thoughts on the, the albums we discussed or, or your future uh, album with Black Note? Um, there's a lot of great music out there and some of it is a lot closer than you think. So I would highly recommend that you check out local bands because they'll surprise you. And, um, I hope to be in one of those bands that surprises you. So please check out, you know, what we have, where we've come from and what we have to say. You know, I never even asked where, where are you guys out of? Like what, you know, city, state do you come from? Well, the closest like known for you would be Detroit, Michigan, but we pretty much meet and write our music in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. As, as an Illinois fan, I can't speak that city. So Fair enough. Fair enough. sorry. You still won today, so that's true. <laughs> the season ends today. We're one and zero. All right. Well, uh, for those listening, you can find Black Note Graffiti, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, obviously on all streamers or albums are out there. Please check them out. They're amazing. And uh, I want to thank all y'all, uh, Gabby, Chris, Ricardo. Thank you for coming on the show and talking about these great albums. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate your time. I'd like to thank you for listening to Music Rewind, a podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. If you enjoyed today's episode, there are many ways to help the show, such as our Patreon or affiliate links in the show notes. The easiest way, though, is to give the show a rating or comment wherever you listen. We really do appreciate it. Thank you again, and as I always say, listen to the full album. Until next time. A podcast from the Sidereal Media Group. Back to you, anchors.